In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. And welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. Uh, my name is Josh Buckley, and my podcast brethren is... Travis Rats. Travis Rats. Uh, this is Comic Exposure Podcast. Normally what we do is we bring a guest on and we read a comic. It's like a comic book club, or uh, yeah, I guess it's like a book club for comics. And this is... We get one of those episodes today, folks. You've tuned in to when we're going to talk about uh, a book today. And so we focused in on one book. We brought a guest on. Uh, can I? Can I? I'm going to make the assumption uh, that our guest is Travis. Does our guest read a lot of comic books? Our guest today actually the, uh, does not read a lot of comic books. Um, we we haven't talked a lot prior about the uh, podcast with him. Yeah. But I did ask him. I said, you know, uh, well, let's ask him together, shall okay. we? Okay. Right. Well, do you want to? Get no, I think we should ask it uh, exactly together. So I, maybe we should introduce him first. Okay. Well, right. uh, my uh, good friend Brent Williams is here. Hello. Um, he. Uh, it's it's Brent Williams. It sounds like you're a baseball player. It sounds like a baseball. It does player. Sound like I would love to be a baseball player. That'd be pretty <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, he pitches for the uh, Oakland A's money ball thing. That's yeah. How got on there. Um, he's a sinker. He throws a sinker ball. And uh, Brent is uh, an engineer. Of sorts, uh, and this actually worked out really well. I, I've wanted to get Brent on the podcast for a while because uh, I know he he hovers around like sci-fi and fantasy and geeky things, just not in the comic book form. And so um, uh, he was going to be on for Southern Bastards, uh, but we had a scheduling conflict, so uh, he came up for Black Science. And then as we were reading it, and I was like, "Oh, this is perfect," because he's an engineer, so as close as we're going to get as. <laughs> Fair to enough. an astronaut uh, having on the on the program. So so I would Brent, much rather be an astronaut. Yeah. I'm not gonna before lie. we before we ask the big question, what kind of engineer are you? There's like a million kinds of engineers. Are you a railroad engineer? I'm not a railroad engineer. Okay. I guess no, some no, more no. engineers. <laughs> are you a like um um that's all I know. Railroad. Um, are you? Oh really? You got to stop it. Uh, railroad. Uh, that's uh, it. Are you a uh, chemical engineer? No, no, not a chemical. Engineer. Are you a computer engineer? I could arguably be considered a computer engineer, Are you a but it's more engineer? Elect- electrical and, and computer kind of. Is right. that what your degree was in? Electrical engineering. Electrical engineering, yeah. Okay. So and what what do you engineer? What do, right. you, <laughs> what do you? engineer? I try not to dive into it on dates. It's pretty. It's yeah, pretty yeah, I get you. I get you. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm curious because I want I want to be able to go. Oh, so does this does this book have anything to do with it? So, like, what, what kind of what do you what is electrical engineering? What do you do? Uh, at least for as far as what I do, uh, the company I work for, um, Intel, is a major customer of okay. ours, and they purchase systems from us, uh, my company, and then uh, we basically maintain their systems on on site. So we stay on the customer site, and then yeah, <laughs> you are exactly, right to right? store. You're right. To <laughs> I try to wrap it up as fast as I can without just you know on dates. Just off. tell how much how much engineers can make. And how <laughs> yeah, that's all you get. And you're like, I'm an engineer. Ching, <laughs> and then you end it right there, and we're fine. Okay, uh, fair enough. All right, so we have a question for you. Yeah, so this is the question, and I said we're going to ask it both at the same time. I don't think it's not going to work. No, it's going to work. Okay, it's going to work. It's we ask this to every, every guest. Yeah, every every guest. guest. Oh god. What is your exposure to, to comics? comics? Let's try it again. Wait, wait. Yeah, please do. That was uh, we, bad. It, what is your exposure first, first exposure, exposure to, comics? to comics? What was your first exposure yeah, to comics? Yeah. What was my first? Yeah, exposure? or I, I guess you know what the first way was better. What's been your exposure to comics <laughs> up to this point? Okay, because that's two different questions. Um, yeah, very limited. Um, I didn't really. I never really dove into the comics era. I think that. Uh, what was pretty bad for me was I, I got into the major ones, not comics, but as far as you know, X Men, Spider Man, uh, that kind of stuff, because of the nineties or eighties and nineties cartoons. Fantastic. I, do you remember that cartoon, the X Men cartoon? Absolutely. Do you remember how the the was that? They had a theme song that was really popular. Do you remember how it went? Oh. Yes, that's it exactly. Da-da. There we go. That's All good. right, it's good. Oh, wow, that's, that's pretty impressive. That's so, yeah. so let me let me ask you, uh, Brent. Your who's your favorite character from '90s X Men cartoon? Wolverine. Wolverine. I, yeah, I've always good. Liked Wolverine. I like that. I, I like that, that answer because some people they're like, you know what? 
they expect me to pick Wolverine because everyone loves Wolverine. Yeah. But he is a badass on that show. Absolutely. As yeah. long, I'm just glad you didn't pick Gambit, like like <laughs> like Travis Hill, who loves Gambit. Look, I'll, I'll be honest, Gambit, Gambit is, is, a, is a number two <laughs> yeah. for me. Gambit and, for me, Gambit and Nightcrawler were always I like Nightcrawler. right there. I've never been a Nightcrawler fan. Uh, so no. um, the, the, the cartoons... That's because you hate Catholicism. <laughs> I do. <laughs> you bigot. <laughs> I think the teleportation thing was really what drew me in. Bam! To, yeah. to, to Nightcrawler. Yeah, but I'm like, oh, okay, you can jump around. But you that know, actually is the best power. If you had to pick a power, it would be Teleportation is the best power ever. It is. It is. It is. It's not the coolest power, but it is... Right. The, like, if you had to pick a superhero power, it is the best in practical... practical like the movie Jumper, yeah. he has the best life. Do you know how often well, yeah, I don't want to get up and go to the couch to get something to drink or eat and I could just like absolutely poof myself although there. we did read sex criminals a couple weeks ago and that's when you <laughs> could stop time after an orgasm yeah so. that'd be a pretty good yeah. power wow it's like um, the most that's like the most awkward X-Men power that one <laughs> alright so that's one you don't find out so really late yeah it and, sucks and, when you hit like 60 and you just can't <laughs> they always say it was a uh, pretty powerful happen. event in your life that really <laughs> You know, hit your genes to mutate into yeah. what you actually are, right? So maybe it is the first yeah, time. Yeah, I mutated my genes. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right, so so Brent, uh, so that's if that's your exposure. Did you ever read comics as a kid? Did you ever like pick them up anywhere or anything like that? Uh, yeah, or? our, our um, in my hometown, uh, we had a we had a big mall that was there. Shout out to your hometown. What is it? Shout out Sinclairsville, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, you're from Ohio. Yeah, it's a, yeah I'm not, but it's. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the Ohio Valley Mall was there, and I remember when I was younger, they used to. They would have not conventions, but more like uh, in one of the ma- bigger parts, more open areas. They would have tables laid out with comics and cards, different trading and cards. cards. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, that, and that was the nineties. Yeah, were you into trading? <laughs> were you into like baseball? baseball you're a, you're a huge cards. sports fan, right? Exactly. Um, baseball trading cards. I was big in, and then uh, I mean, back then they used to still they would publish magazines that show yeah. what each card oh, is valued yeah. worth. And I had was, all that stuff too. Yeah, and as a kid, that was cool to have. You're like, oh yeah, look, I remember. I'll save this for twenty years, then it'll be worth it'll be worth thousands so of dollars. And yeah, that kind of dropped like, off real quick. I'm like, right? you know, I still, I still have, I still have a uh, a Troy Aikman rookie card. Oh yeah, so wow. my Troy Aikman one. I still have uh, Frank Thomas sealed in the package so you can see it through yeah. the through the back of the tops trading card package nice but then That's frank good. thomas didn't amount to anything no. was, i had um, supposed to be i have best. like i have like griffey junior yeah. uh, like griffey junior rookie cards how much are those things worth now is, is, I don't, is the market still there for those cards i don't, I don't think, think so. it is i, I think that you it, have to find someone to buy it and i don't think anybody's willing to buy it anymore. i think yes yet that might come back that, right Maybe. absolutely it might come back as a yeah as an antique kind of a thing cuz they're not making them as much anymore so yeah i don't i don't know that they're as popular i don't think Kids nowadays, especially with the electronic age, are into yeah. I can just handheld oh, cards. I can like just see there's the, there he is. There's my favorite player right there. I, can I got a nineteen. Yeah. I got yeah, a, yeah. a pretty sweet set of nineteen eighty nine Batman um, one uh, trading cards. Okay, the Keaton cards. Yeah, you had to buy bubble gum to get them. So uh, I think I'm, yeah, my kids' college fund is paid for. Yeah, we're good to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, so well, you know, you are a sports guy, and you grew up um, playing, you know, sports and mm-hmm. and watching sports. Did you find that – did that affect your, um, I guess, difference to comics? Was it was it one of those things – was there a stigma to people who write comics in your in your town? Um, I don't think that it was – I don't remember it being as big there. Like if that it was a, you know, frowned upon or, you know, made fun of kind of a thing. I think that um, it definitely still had that nerdy aura around it. Right. But I don't yeah. know. I don't think that uh, – it didn't really delay me from from reading it. I think that when I was that young, I didn't really have an interest in reading uh, for fun. Right, right, and I, yeah, there was just too Who much other stuff. Reads? Going on. Had you ever have you <laughs> have you ever sat down and, and read through a comic before? Uh, yeah, I had actually. That's what uh, the Ohio Valley Mall actually. When I was at one oh, of those yeah, yeah, comic yeah, those comic things, things, I actually picked up my very first comic, which was an X Men comic. And I kind of read that, but it was you know I more went through it through for the um, like cool action scenes, yeah, like the cool and, like, action titties. scenes and stuff. And yeah. well, yeah, I mean back that I was adolescent. Yeah. I mean nineties, nineties Coney looking, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I remember having yeah. a uh, <laughs> one of my favorite things that I had when I was younger was I actually had like a, a almost like a little book, 
and every it basically went through all the X Men characters and described them and their history. Like those are greatest. I, I those wish they were. Awesome. I want Marvel to put one out because I would pick it. I would pick it up today. Yeah, because there is no wizard anymore, and that was like how I got a lot of my stuff that I wasn't reading. That was right. like the comic podcast of the day, Wizard Magazine. Mm-hmm. But they used to have those big end like Thalge books or like even like a magazine that was like Wolverine power level. Like <laughs> yeah. Um, well, see now this one didn't go into like how yeah you know like. For me, always like X, like X Men Three. One of the downfalls was always when they started to bring in like the classes and like how they classified them, right, as, like right, levels right, and strengths. Yeah, yeah. But now this book really didn't do that. It more gave, you know, like a two page. You would open it. You know, every page yeah. was they would have a char- the character drawn on the one page and the other page, and and then the uh, adjacent page would um, basically have a short story like their 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 powers yeah. and what they you know their origins for them right. like a quick. Brief origin relationships. For, for kids, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Like Cyclops and Jean Grey, and, yeah. and then who they were. But... Yeah, right. <laughs> but I learned so much more reading that book than you ever really got from yeah. the shows. And well, because I was like... not a big comic guy, so I, I didn't get that backstory of you know that they get into the comics book. I think. Yeah, well, I think I think you're right because you'd have to read so many like like. Stories in the comic books to get all of that boiled down for it, you. And remind- I, think, I think that's kind of the, one of the cool things about that era is like there was this idea to like let's how do we introduce kids to this? And I think we do it now. Like my son has like these like like early reader books about comic books. Okay. Like Wolverine can heal himself and like you know stuff like that. But those magazines or those books were so classic because like you got a sweet picture of them, you got a little bio about them. And then you always get to go back and look back and go, oh, yeah, who's this guy? This is one of my favorites. It yeah. reminded me of like the liner notes to like video games back in yeah. the day. Like Street Fighter, you'd go through the liner notes and it'd be like Zangief. Like he came <laughs> from like this country and right. he's pissed because he owns the shadow government. <laughs> um, yeah, so excellent. Well, cool. Um, so uh, we, the, you want to introduce what we read? Yeah, this so, so this week's book, uh, we kind of already, Travis kind of said it really quick, but uh, this week's book is Black Science, so we decided uh, we're back to reading Image comic books. We took like uh, we had a pretty indie summer, and then we read a couple. We read like a superhero book, one or two, and then now we're we're back into we're just gonna oh, read we're, it. we're back to reading Image comics. All we Did do we is ever, read. Yeah, all we do is read. Image <laughs> Sorry, comics. I mean you gotta go where the where the talent is. Yeah, so we're reading Black Science Volume One by Rick Remender and Matteo Scalera. Uh, so Remender's the author, Matteo Scalera's the. Um, the artist, and it looks like Dean White. Is Dean White doing colors on this bad boy? I think that's who's doing it. Let me see really quick. Yeah, Dean White is doing, it says painted art on it. So I don't know oh, if that the means. covers and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, he might and, be doing the covers. Yeah. And then, uh, but overall, so we got Scalera and uh, Rick Remender doing this. What have, you, what have you got for us? Let's let's break this down really quick. Remender does a bunch of stuff. Yeah, Rick Remender, um, um, Brent, is it, it, he's a pretty big name. In uh, uh, comic books, and when we talk about comic books, it depends on what uh, decade you're in. Sometimes the decades really focus on the artists. Like the '90s was, it was all about the artists. The artist was the star of comic books. Okay. Uh, since 2000s, we've been entering where it's really the writer and the writer's ideas, and it, it's really become like a, a it's it's more indie now. It's like more uh, creator-owned ideas are selling like hotcakes right now, as opposed to like this has got Captain America, I'll buy it. So you have a bunch of, of really talented writers who've been working in the superhero, like writing for Avengers, mm-hmm. writing for um, like um, uh, Rick Remender has written for um, um, you know um, uh, some mainstream superheroes. But lately, he's been doing uh, his own creator own projects like Tokyo Ghost, uh, Low, Deadly Class, um, Strange Girl, uh, Fear Agent, and these are all things that in the '90s. People wouldn't have published because, like, uh, no, stick with Fantastic Four. We're good. The so, popular character. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's yeah. really kind of come out. He's doing three books this year, so he writes three books at a time. Um, and um, this is one that's been out for several. years I think years we're now. on volume. Th- I don't know. What are we on? Volume three or four? This is three. There's three volumes like this that are out already. You can buy. Uh, this is just the first volume. And this is actually co-written. So I'm going to say Rick Remender a lot because he's always – he's a writer. Yeah. Um, but um, Matteo Scalera is also involved creator, in, in the creator of it. So he's he's coming up with – you know, oftentimes they'll do that, stuff like that. So uh, Matteo Scalera, if people don't know, uh, drawn for Batman, Daredevil, Deadpool, uh, Dynamo 5, Dead Body uh, Road, 
So he's out there a lot too. Uh, Remender is 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 right now. He's riding low Tokyo Ghost and um, uh, Black Science. Yeah, and he's doing that every month. Yeah, um, so he's so. got like three books coming. He's a busy guy. Yeah, he says that so. he does. Uh, he he gives each book about um, a forty hours, forty hours per book, uh, hmm. uh, a, a month. So that's not bad. Yeah. A week. It's like a work week on one issue yeah. of like Black Science. Yeah, that's yeah. not bad. That's like that's like three weeks and you take a week off. Yeah, right. That's, um, that's pretty good. Actually. So, uh, do you want to do summary or should I do summary? Yeah, I'm gonna try to. I'll try to do the summary. Here's here's I my got something that will help you here that I kind of. Like here's my about. one weakness right here. Here's my weakness right here. Uh, I don't know all the names of everybody. I'm going to try really hard to get everybody out. So here's what happens. This is like a an ensemble cast. Yeah, you don't have to get uh, tuned it. Character yeah. specifics. So ensemble cast, uh, one one guy, Grant Ward. No, Grant Grant Ward. Grant Ward is the guy from Agents of the Shield. His name's Grant. Grant McKay. Yeah, McKay. Yeah, Grant McKay is a scientist who develops a way to punch a hole through space time, whatever. So he using finds, something called the pillar. Yeah. So this pillar. We'll, we'll double team this. Yeah. It, this, <laughs> it's, uh, the story follows a group as they bounce around through alternate dimensions, encountering frog people with electric tongues, alternate versions of themselves. Uh, so they built this dimension hopping technology. Uh, they're able to go to alternate realities, different versions. They find themselves. Right. And the point of developing this was to what? To be able to cure or solve the world's problems. Right. So you could go to a dimension where we've cured cancer. You could go to a reality where we've solved the energy crisis. Take that information, bring it back to our reality, and fix it. Right. Yeah. And essentially, right now, this volume follows McKay or Grant McKay and his band of explorers as they go out on this mission. And uh, I'm going to spoil it right now. How does it end, Travis? I just had a whole rant about this. You just had a whole rant. Uh, about this? Listen, like any time, uh, travel muckers it does not end well. No, so it doesn't. Hard. Yeah. So it doesn't end well. And so essentially, what what could possibly ro- go wrong goes wrong. They even meet alternate versions of themselves that have developed the same technology. Uh, so that is essentially, and chaos ensues. Yeah, that's good. That was good. That was good. Um, uh, so the first question I want to ask, and I think we should get this off the table, is the idea of there are so many comparisons you can make with this book oh, yeah. between other genres. So let's everyone go around the table and say, to me, this was this meets this. You know, <laughs> like uh, Aliens is Jaws uh, in sp- like space or Jaws meets this, right? Uh, for example, I'll go first okay. right, since I have it. I, for me, I was reading this and I can't, I, I'm like, this is um, uh, Stargate meets that uh, show in the, like the 50s, Lost in Space. Lost in Space. Stargate meets Lost in Space. You have that, uh, that family aspect of it from Lost in Space. Mm-hmm. Even that, even that uh, enemy who's with them but not with them, like the doctor in Lost in Space. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you have that Stargate where they're using technology to yeah. bounce for like, from like time and worlds and dimensions. Uh, so I was like, oh, okay. This is uh, uh, bringing up some ideas that have been popular like for the last 70 years stories like this even going back to things like John Carter you know yeah but right. now we have like uh, it's been it's been kind of barren in this for a while so what, what do you see it I'm gonna say it's a it's a it's a screwed up version I remember that TV show sliders no, oh yeah, I do. I was, I, was, I, was, I was thinking about that so, too. Yeah. This reminds me of With, it. Uh, what's his name? Of the he has the twins, right? Um, yeah, the, Rebecca, like, but married one looks, to Rebecca Main Stamos. One of them looks like he didn't cook well enough. Like <laughs> yeah. one of the twins is normal looking. I can't remember what it is, but so it's it's uh, it reminds me of Sliders, but like a violent, more trippy version of Sliders. I don't have a this and that. I'm gonna well, say you if, lose. Sorry, I, you I, lose. I do. Sorry, it reminds bye. me of it reminds yeah. me of Sliders. Um, and that's all I got. It reminds me of Sliders, but like a more fucked up version of Sliders. Right. All right, Brent, what do you got? Um, you know, now that I, I sit, because I, I hadn't pondered it like that, but I tell you, the one thing that always hit my mind when I was reading this was it very much resembles Fantastic Four. In okay. The, in the sense that you have the main group of characters that are all having, so you have your, your main group, and the majority of the main group is all out to do the same thing. Whereas the one guy, the money guy, the guy that's... The Doom. The, the Dr. Doom, yeah, yeah, if you yeah, yeah. will, is is there, but he's not really yeah. 
helping them in a sense that he, and how he Look should at the be. one non-comic book guy makes a comic book reference. <laughs> Poor shame on us, Josh. I almost I almost said Fantastic Four, but I didn't. So yeah. Brent wins. That but I think that it, the only thing with the Fantastic, well, I guess the Fantastic Four did have the family as well, right? Yeah. The brothers, yeah. Sister, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Married couple, and they were like they had the, the family environment. Yeah, yeah. Right, and I also kind of it's almost that with um, not really kind of a butterfly effect. Yeah, with, okay. where, like wherever yeah. they, whenever they try to fix, they can't fix. They it. can't fix. Right. They or, just make it worse. Yeah, or like that that uh, sound of thunder, that um, sci-fi st- short story where they go back to like prehistoric time, step on a butterfly type, and it just yeah. right. it's it's like they found a monkey paw. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah, a monkey yeah. paw, and yeah. they they try to fix it, and then bloop, and yeah. then that and it then sets off a chain of events. Right. Um, all right, so we've got that out of the way. Good. Well, what do you, what do you, so I would I would agree with you. It's definitely it, it's a different it's a mix of genres. Well, I, the reason I ask that question is because as you're reading it, you're just being like, it's the things that happen in the story. There are original series of events. The things that happen are original series of events, but the trope is nothing new. And um, so I'll, I'll say this at first. It took me a while to get into this book. It took me a couple of same, issues. Same, same took, thing. It took well. me, in fact, I don't think it was till the last section where they're in like the um, the gas, the gaseous world where the oh, gas really? takes With, things. Like, that I was like, oh, you know what? I would read the next issue of this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So for for you, what was the, um, uh, Brent, what, what was the uh, getting into it, especially since you haven't read a comic book at, uh, in a while, what was what was your process getting into this? Um, I think that, well, I mean, first I just went in, into it with an open mind, kind of, yeah, kind of went into it with an open mind, just kind of thinking about, um, you know, just, like I said, I, I hadn't really read comics before, so for me it was really about um, being able to experience everything, and it went it went fast for me at first, as I was reading it, because I didn't realize that, you know, with, you know, multiple panels on a page of, of pictures, yeah. you know, you just kind of fly through the story, and... I agree with you 100%, Travis. At the beginning, it was tough to it was tough to get into, and it was tough to follow because I felt like you were experiencing two different stories right. from the for the first two chapters, where he's having his own internal monologue, whereas other events are taking place on the page um, that aren't necessarily related to what he's to what he's talking about to himself. Right, and this is a tough one for a, like a, a novice comic book reader because sometimes panels are sequential and they just mm-hmm. move down the page. These, as I was reading it, I was thinking about you, and I was like, "Oh wow!" Because I got like I went to the wrong panel sometimes, and I have a right. lot of experience reading it, so I wasn't reading across sometimes when I should have been reading across. And I was like, "This, this dialogue come before this dialogue," which well, is something that you, yeah, you I would almost step to. back. I would yeah, almost, yeah. You'd almost have to step back and take a glance at the entire opening of the book and go, "Okay, now wait a minute, what what sequence should these be in?" Right. For the most part, it was all right, but every once in a while, he would throw off. He would throw out a sort of an oddball paneling yeah. to where it was like, whoa, whoa what's happening? Like, you, you yeah. struggle to follow. There's a couple where, where he does like a double page spread, so he uses right. both sides of it, and it flows all the way across the page, but then there's another page that almost looks like it should be a double page spread. And then it's not. But it's yeah. not. It's so, like a battle scene, and you're like, I'm trying to follow the battle yeah. in sequential order, right. and I'm, I don't know if I'm doing it right. So yeah. it, it took me probably until the flashback, like, so I think that's issue three, really, uh, to go, okay, now I know what the hell's going on. Maybe, or maybe it's issue... Well, now, like when they go back and he's talking initially about the, the pillar. I think it's issue two. So right. issue two, I'm finally like, now I know what's going on. And I, I have a feeling, Travis, you read books. I think that this happens way too much in comics. That they go, issue one, I'm not going to give you any backstory. I'm just going to throw you into the shit. And so you buy issue two. And then issue two, I'm going to tell you what the hell's going on. And that's not working for me anymore. If it, it, honestly, if I wrote this in a single issue, I wouldn't have picked up the second issue. I agree. And you know what? I had a I had a follower of ours on Twitter said the same thing that she really enjoyed it, but she would never have read it in single issues. Who was that? Uh, Reed Schmied. Reed Schmied. She's actually on another podcast called Joy Sandwich. So if you're listening, you should go check out Joy Sandwich. But she had, she had commented on there. She's like, I really like it, um, but I I could not have read it in single issues because. I, I think you get to a point where you're like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, it really is like, a, like a, I've heard that Dexter's like this. Or there's a lot of Netflix shows that people binge where you're like, oh, The Wire, if you get past the first season, it's awesome. And I was like, well, what if you started watching it in real time where you just right. had like yeah. a shitty year? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's actually funny that you brought up The Wire. I'm actually watching The Wire right now. Is but it good? I loved it. I've yeah. loved, from the beginning, I've, I've, I've enjoyed it. But 
I didn't. So I'll be honest. I didn't realize that. I thought those were chapters. I didn't realize that was like. Yeah. As I was, I would saw. I saw one, yeah, and I was like, yeah. oh, first chapter. So that I didn't be, realize that would once be a issue. month. One of those would come out. So you had yeah, to wait. So, a, this, so you had to read this. Wait a month for the next one. To this come. is oh, so, yeah, definitely. Yeah, this would. is six months of comics right here. Six oh, months okay. of comics in this book. Yeah, so, then I, I would definitely agree with uh, your Twitter follower there to where <laughs> if I would have got just the first one. I would have said there's no way, and that's because why. I would have no idea. Because, like I even said, in the f- whole first part or half part of the first vol or the first issue, there's two stories going yeah. on, and you have no. And then you know he's talking about one girl, and then he addresses the girl in front of him, and it's a different name, right? You know, and he's declaring love for both of them, and you're kind of like, what? What is going on? This doesn't make any sense, and you're trying to follow it, and it isn't until, like you said, until they do the flashback scene of them together I think where you realize oh okay so now I understand what's going on and that's not a comic book weakness that whole being confused thing we Um, do it a lot and I I think media in general no I think no and and it's not uh, I think it's with this comic book especially, yeah, uh, you know, and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll talk about things I really like about this comic book later because I I do want to pick up the next issue of or next trade of this, but as far as like the names. It's tough to keep track of these characters. They're not name dropping enough. They need to bring some. Right. Like, they need to bring like Eminem or like Kendrick Lamar <laughs> in here and start dropping some names. You know, because you're like, who is this? My boy who Grant. That? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that was. And they all look the exactly same in spacesuits. In spacesuits, I'm like, I don't know what's happening. My only beef is all of the ladies look the same. If you have back. dark hair, I'm like, are you so? Well, like, the weirdest part was his daughter and his mistress. I guess if I don't want to ruin anything. Yeah. Look no, exactly the same. Yeah. Except one's a little shorter, right? Like, well, right. And, but they're supposedly it sounded like they're and then they then I didn't realize how old his daughter was until I think it was the last chapter when she addresses his assistant and is like, You're only two years, three years older than me. I'm not gonna take orders from you and I was like, How oh, yeah, old is this chick? Like I thought that his son and his daughter were you know, eight and ten, yeah, or more too, like yeah. a younger. The daughter seems way younger until at first, right, that's what I yeah, thought yeah. too. I thought the woman who got killed at the beginning was the mother for the longest time. That's what time. I thought, too. I thought she was the mother. I, I still think that's the case. That <laughs> I saw, I'm not even joking. I thought that was the mom. No, the, no, mom's, the mom's not even in it. Mom's, so. Mom stayed at home. And that's why the kids are always like, "You. this is why you're working late. You're screwing your assistant. Well, uh, right, but she was with her the whole time. No, but, like, that the wasn't mom, the mom that died. That was just another yeah, uh, that's, a brunette-haired lady. I thought it was a redhead. It wasn't she? No, no. <laughs> Maybe so it was the red mist of getting Jen her face Jen is the off. one who dies at the very beginning. And then she's in the flashback because she's working in the, she's working in the lab at issue two. But we don't see the mom... We don't see the mom until the alternate version of her of herself. Up. Okay, yeah. okay. So we don't meet her until a rea- until the mom from another reality. Well, I, see, I think that was the other thing too. Was that I, when I got to that page, I wasn't because I thought that was the mother. I right. never well, flipped you, you, back to the beginning to go. Oh wait, was that her yeah, that got the, killed? The, the, like the I woman felt in the beginning, whose name is um, uh, Jen, Jen right? is she's like. Um, she has slightly curly black hair, but you can't see it at the beginning because she has a fucking space suit on. So, and that's probably why I'm thinking that she had red hair. If we, they'll yeah, explode, the red, they'll red. die, Jen. Jesus Christ, don't tell me that. I didn't want to frighten frighten my kids any more than... That's the only thing that lets me know it's not our mother. I didn't want to frighten my kids. Uh, I thought it was okay, our okay. kids at first. And so I was like, well... That changes how I think about the story. <laughs> but, but people do. I mean, but you hear you yeah, hear yeah, couples yeah. address their kids as my, my kids yeah. to their to especially their wife or not a good husband. Marriage, yeah, yeah. Well, right. <laughs> especially if well, and if she's clearly cheating on his yeah. wife, I mean, it was. Yeah. Uh, that's why I was like, oh, that's that's his wife who gets. But like, we don't see as we we really don't see the mom show up until the until what is this? Kame? It's issue. I don't know. Issue four. She shows or issue five. She shows up in issue five. And you go, well, she looks exactly like the other lady that he's boning. And she looks exactly <laughs> like the lady who died at the beginning. Like, maybe you should make one of them have red hair. Or, or shave them. Like, no, like, no hair. There's a blonde girl that I know yeah, in this book. because she has blonde, short hair. Right. But everybody else has, like, medium-length black hair. <laughs> and it's hard to tell. They do a book with a bunch of dudes with shaved heads and beards. Yeah. <laughs> Which one is which? You know, I I I've, I I kind of. But I think, I think that's I think that's really if that's my beef. Yeah. My beef with it is that I'm I'm tired of like I don't mind in medias rest, right? I don't mind that, but I hate the idea of like if you're gonna throw me in the middle of it, 
I don't want a flashback. I just like let me learn what's going on through the story. Yeah, let your story reveal what's happening. Instead of like issue two, we're gonna take you back to what happened. Why isn't that issue one? Right. Why don't we make issue one the fight? And then all of a sudden, they're zapped to a new world. Yeah, because, I'll handle some exposition. Because you know what I want? You know what I want? That next issue. I want to know, well, where the hell did they go? Right. You know? Uh, yeah, I think that they're, they're basically leaving you with the wrong, uh, not cliffhanger, but I guess you're, you're kind of hitting it there with... Um, yeah. Instead of leaving you with the mystery of where did they go or what happened, it's, it's well, what the hell is going on? How did they on? get there? Yeah. Instead of, like you said, you could easily have it to where they just... Dis- it comes up in, in general conversation at a later date where you naturally learn yeah. about... Right, right. Exactly. They're trying to make you, oh my God, what's going on with immediate action, and that not is not always the best, no, case. best case. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's just too much yeah. information all at once. So here's what, here's what happens. At the end of issue one, you get this... They get zapped to a new world, right? And yeah. there's this reveal that they're in like a world where it's World War One. Like there's like... German soldiers. That was the coolest. Uh, that's actually kind of sucked me in because I, I was, was like, like, "Wait, is this robotic Indians versus the Nazis? Like, <laughs> right? what is happening?" And, like, and then you're like, "Yes, that's exactly and what's I'm going glad on." Glad you like that because I was like, "This is where Brent might stop reading the book." <laughs> no, I thought it was awesome. And was then like, what happens is the very next issue is issue two, and it starts you off with a flashback, and I'm like, yeah. "Where are they? Where did they end up?" And so I feel like. Had you given me issue one and shown me they got zapped to the place with the fucking frog people, I'd have been like, shit, I need episode two, or I need issue two, because I want to know who these frog people are. Right, right, right. You know? I, I don't know. Like, I don't want to... I'm, I'm not a comic book writer. Well, because they easily because they easily could have left the first issue off of, wait, the pillar's not supposed to go off. Oh, God! You know, and it has, like, right, a scene right, of them, right, like, ah! Right, oh, right, and right. then the giant flash of light. Yeah. And then they easily could have had a one panel at the end of poof and they're surrounded by frog, frog people, people or something and then yeah, you yeah. go what is what's happening I think I think this book can be really divided into I, I think as far as things to like in this book I think there are three things that are done really are, are fun things to explore one the science of time travel two the melodrama of the characters and three the world building from disappearing yeah. from all the world yeah. so my question to you is of those three which do you think is done the best or, or, or which one did you like the best uh, to me, I, what I liked the best, and what I was there, I became really more interested in, and that they really just kind of glanced over, was when he initially runs into his alternate ego. Now, at first, when I saw his older, it, was, it almost appeared to be an older self with scars and stuff. Right now, I thought that was. I thought in that sense we were going more in the direction of of a time travel, like let's say a Back to the Future, right? Where yeah. he has come. From a from a future or a past where his kids are no longer there and now they're trying to save him. But when they unrolled it that, oh, I'm from an alternate universe, but my pillar was destroyed. But I've been able to navigate through the onion, as they described it, yeah. based on what others have have done. Now, I took others, obviously, to mean just other forms of him. Yeah. Right? And immediately to where I'm thinking – to where you immediately start to think of – how massive of a scale this is that he is opened up, right? And right, yeah, they yeah. just kind of, and it, and it obviously to me it opens up huge numbers of possibilities for the future of, you know, how many different versions of himself will he run into, or how many, and and exactly. So here's the thing: I'm going to spoiler warning. He dies, oh. right? Like he yeah. sacrifices himself to save everybody in the Monkey Planet, and then so now you're like, oh, there's another version of him. So there's right. another version of him floating out there. There's so multiple versions. We, of we it. haven't we haven't lost you our. Think main... he's dead. We didn't. We didn't no okay. one buried a body. That you're is right. true. No one. <laughs> you're right. We didn't see a body. That is Walking correct. Walking dead. <laughs> no one buried a body. John Snow action. Here. Right. right. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> we saw him bleeding and his eyes closed, but no indication that. But his eyes, if you zoomed in, his eyes were like <laughs> purpley. So they were always purple. I think. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, I, but um, I, I think it's. I think you're. I think you're right, Brett. That, that this this idea that I here's. I think that that's my favorite part. Is this I, actually? I think my favorite part is where are they going to show up next? Right. That's the part that I kind of got like the like. That's what I thought was the coolest. Was we're in with the frog people, and I was kind of like, where the heck are they? Right. And yeah. then all of a sudden they're with like like sci-fi 
Native Americans, right? With like right. spaceships and like laser tomahawks. <laughs> yeah, those were all, I right? thought those were awesome. Right? I was like, how awesome are those? Versus like World War One era Germans, Germans, right? Yeah, I guess so it was the, World War One. They had like the flat so. round helmet, and it's it was so bizarre. And so I thought that was really cool. And the next planet, there's like the gas cloud that makes monkey people do stuff. So there's this. I, I like that they hid that, and I kind of yeah. I kind of foresaw the the, the thing with. Now, I don't initially remember what happened there with, at, I mean, I, I don't want to spoil too much. Like I said, spoiler oh, spoil with the, uh, I'm going to call him the Doctor Doom character, but the, the Kadir, I think Kadir, right? Kadir's assistant or the girl that was trying to help him when that she would be had, uh, uh, Chandra, Chandra, <laughs> when she had became kind of possessed at the end, but then like the shaman, the shaman, however you pronounce it, was kind of like having that healing power or whatever he did like fire birds at her and I was yeah, just kind right, of like right, right, yeah. wait so is he clearing her of that spirit and it just kind of ends as well to where like that I guess you could but you kind of get that in a lot of I so think alien mo- like alien movies and alien genres of is she still going to be possessed in the next place are right, they, ta- right, are they exactly. taking that gas person with them to the next round because they took the shaman with them to another, like, they're like, nah, dude, you're coming with yeah. us. We're going <laughs> to take you from your German-fighting robo-Native Americans to this gaseous world. And they're just hanging right. out for a while. Because the coolest thing, I think, is they don't know how long... They have. They have. Because, like, the, the pillar resets itself when they get there. Yeah, but they, t- they know when they once they get there. Yeah, once they, they know it. Yeah. But I think that that's kind of, like, a cool thing. Like, And how it could be, like, 30 seconds or 30 days? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, where the hell are we? And how long are we going to be here? Like, they get that kind of, like... Oh, there's monkey people, and we're going to be here for the next, you know, three days. We better figure crap out or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? I, what was your, what was your favorite part about that, Travis? What do you think? The I liked it. for me, it was the uh, world building. Uh, I, I wasn't a big fan of the Nazi. <laughs> oh, no, you were the opposite uh, yeah, yeah. on that. Okay, uh, uh, but by the time we got to like the the world after that, the safe world, and then the frog world, the frog world was really cool. Well, the frog the ga- world was the first. Uh, one. No, excuse me, the, the gaseous world. With the apes. Um, yeah, that was really cool because I started to think like. Oh, you can bring things from other worlds with you. Like what happens in that world doesn't stay. You know what happens in Vegas doesn't stay, stay in Vegas. Vegas. Stay in yeah. Vegas. Not so with these world hoppings. Well, yeah, like you, you can be parasites and weapons. Like yeah. you have that axe taken from the previous world. Now he's going to yeah. have that with him, and then this girl's going to be possessed, and those things can have different effects. So I really like that aspect of it. You mentioned sliders earlier. Yeah. And I, the reason I've watched that show from week to week isn't because I really cared about the characters. The, the drama between the characters, I didn't think the characters in that show were that well fleshed out. And I, at, to this point, I, I like the characters, but to me, they're not that fleshed out in the story. But yeah, what I, I do, so they're getting better there. Yeah. Towards the end, I was like, okay, right. I can see the dynamics between them. But I, I really, for me, what's going to get me to read the next issue is I want to see where they hop next. And I want to see how, because you know Grant's, Grant's not dead. For oh, me, he's definitely. Yeah, no, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. He's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make my guess. He is. No, dead. he was on a world where a monkey's already built that pillar, yeah. so it's easy to get him back into it but because he, he has all the pieces. The pillar. He was. Yeah, I, he, he was, was killed by the pillar. That was the irony at the end. That we'll they. See. No, no, no. See. We'll see. He says it. He oh. says he addresses it as. Uh, how ironic. Oh, is, um, yeah, but so um, his wife or whatever. Hers, I'm, tell, I'm telling you right now. My guess is he's dead, and so I think you're going to get skinhead alternate, Grant McKay. <laughs> alternate gonna, version, yeah, of, alternate okay. version of Grant McKay is. I think he's going to come in. I, I think you're going to be eating your shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think. But this is the cool <clears throat> thing that opens up this world is you can interact with themselves from other places, and so like I like there's this like this this kind of like is the reason why. There are other Grants who can break the barrier because he did. Because now, so does time, does, does, do dimensions work like this? Like today, I ate chili. So because I ate chili, there is a, a whole bunch of other realities where everything after that chili yeah, takes place. Yeah, like gastrointestinal place. infections right? and things yeah. like that. Well, <clears throat> yeah, I think that that was one of the things that I was maybe not confused on, but definitely not confused, but more of the... <laughs> Made you ponder. I apologize. No, I think that it, it. To me, it's one of those things. It's one of those topics that always comes up in, say, time travel movies and movies. Um, like I always think that uh, the, the 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 newer Star Wars movies are a good example where you know it almost seems like 
no matter what he did, no matter what they do, the same um, act- actions occur. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like to where his 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 alternate universe self shows up and says, Kadir is always the one that, that messes it up. Yeah. It always breaks the pillar that always sabotages everything for you. Oh, I love and that And then scene. later on, he, good. he simply trips over a cable that is powering. Let's, I don't know. You don't know exactly yeah. what it's doing, but say he's just powering the, the pillar. And and then, you know, Grant turns and he's like, oh, goddamn. And know, really, it seems to be Grant career. who's the one who's screwing things up in this, you know? Um, right, yeah. He, exa- he, well, I actually had it in my mind as I started to read it towards the very end of, you know, obviously you follow Grant because Grant's the scientist, he's your main character, yeah. but is he really the protagonist in this? Is, is he really the guy that is the the good guy in a sense, right? Like he had good intentions, but he does continue to let's, push the let, envelope let, a little bit more. About, than, let's talk about Grant because Grant is the, for lack of a better word, maybe anti-hero in that. I mean, he's cheating on his wife. Right. He's been a bad father to his kids. Um, you know, he's he's lost lots of team members on this journey already. Um, people that blindly followed him. People that bl- blindly followed him. So what do we think about Grant and his portrayal? He's the leader of the science team, uh, but what's interesting about him? I, this is what I thought was funny about him. Is he's like a punk rock scientist. Yeah, he's, so like, <laughs> he's anarchy, anarchy yeah, mats, right? He, he has a black flag tattoo, right? Did I see that yeah, somewhere there? Or like when he's at that party? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He has a, so... So I, right in there, I'm like, oh man, well, he's, he's got like spiderweb tattoo. Yeah, he's like a spiderweb tattoo yeah. on his yeah. elbow. He reminds me of the dad from Witches, <laughs> right? He's got like a black flag tattoo. He's like, he's like a hip, a hip scientist, a hip right? scientist. He was like, but no, it makes it makes. I get that from the standpoint that he's doing this all like for altruism. Like uh, I'm, I'm, I'm using science to save the world. But this brings me to the point that I wanted to bring up: the title of this alone, "Black Science." I love that we think of black magic as something you don't dabble in. Like, there's right. magic, and then there's black magic, and there's science, and there's black science, right? And so, the black science is they've they've pushed the boundaries of what science. Possibly should like yeah they open the worms they put and that's the one of the things I really enjoyed are what is the morals with technology just because we can do it does that mean it's a good thing just like uh, if you like for like black magic you're in like fantasy and stuff like that just because. You can do those. It's because you can bring back the dead. Doesn't should you? Bring should back you? Bring, the dead? Yeah, and I think that's. I, in all honesty, as as long as I stayed away from comics, and as long as I, you know, didn't really get into them because I thought that more mainstream movies and that kind of stuff was the way to go. One of the things that's really big in a lot of sci-fi fantasy movies are exploring the the morals and the yeah. you know ethical dilemmas of of. Of powers or you know whatever else. Well, Mender and I think likes that, that yeah. too. And I think that's what's really attractive about it is is more of the, you know, exactly what you said. Just because you can do it, does that mean? Well, there's, you there's, that, there's that scene in Jurassic Park where <laughs> yeah, Jeff yeah. Goldblum, classic, right? where Jeff Goldblum is like, <laughs> your scientists were too busy thinking if they could to think of whether they should, like, should yeah, do yeah. it, right? That's so and, and so, on. but th- that's the same thing. And I think you're right. That 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 uh, title of the book, the title of that book is dead on. I mean. It really – and so that's what I said. Like does all the crap happen because he punched the hole? So yeah. because he punched the hole, a bunch of other guys can punch the hole. Had he never done it, was he the first, right? Like that's, that's my that's my curiosity. That's the thing that I think is kind of cool to explore right. is like he's the first one to do it. So now it's happened on a bunch of other realities. Like so whatever it is. But does, we didn't get the sense though that uh, – we didn't get the sense though that – even though it is alternate realities, that the timeline, is, yeah. the, that the, the, the chronological timeline is, is the same across all onion levels, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I didn't get that right because the one guy shows up and he's kind of aged, you know, looks looks obviously a lot more scarred, a lot more bad. Yeah, like he's been doing this longer. Like that's right. What it seems but like. it, he did give the indication that he even that. Others are doing yeah. it. Yeah. Well, also, like, is he the first one? That's the right. thing. So he's not the, like that's that's the thing that like kind of trips me out a little bit. Like he this that what you said the guy they meet the the bald scarred version of of Grant. It seems like he's been doing this for longer. So is is the Grant that we just followed? He's not the originator of it. So is he the throwaway character that we're going to eventually get to the guy who first. 
punched the hole. Popped him. Okay, right? right. And he first did it. And and this is just, we're just exploring yeah, this yeah. guy for this section. That would be interesting. That'd be a good, that would be an original take on how to get to your, your protagonist. Your character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I would definitely agree. And, and you're actually really, that's a really good point as well because when you do meet him and it, it, it's, Another reason to make it look a little bit more clear that he knows what he's doing, that he's been around longer doing this, is the fact that he has a, an alternate way to jump. Yeah, the portable one, right? Right, he's got, like, he's got like it almost like, like, right, like almost a, a handheld one where he just, all right, we're out of here, you know, and just clicks it and he leaves. And whereas, you know, these other guys, these other, the main, the main group in this one is still falling around on the... The broken the, the one. The big yeah. one. The big one that is, you know, by far way too bulky to be carrying around. And it's basically wherever they teleport to, they can't move it. It has to stay wherever that's, it gets teleported I think that's to. kind of a cool idea, too. Like, whatever reality takes place around the pillar is where they show up, right? So, like, in a different reality, if we were to pop right now and maybe we're in, like... I don't know, like, uh, maybe we're in a grocery store, right? Or then it happens again, and we're in the middle of a battlefield, or it happens again, and we're... It's the same spot, it's just in but, a different But, yeah, in a different reality or dimension, it's a different, like, something else is on the that The Eververse, location. they call it. Yeah, the Eververse. The Eververse, yeah. which is a cool name for um, it as well, yeah. Here's, uh, this, is, this is a thing with sci-fi genres, uh, which I, I do have, like, sci-fi, I'm not the... the the biggest verse in, in sci-fi. One of the things with time travel that I always have an issue is if there are no rules, if anything's possible, if it's an Eververse, I find it's hard to have stakes. Uh, like In order to care about characters and to care about what happens, I need to have stakes. So when Grant dies, in air quotes, like it doesn't... I mean, is at any point, because there are no rules to this universe, you can bring him back and explain away in a piece of dialogue. As opposed to like uh, maybe like a Walking Dead type thing, uh, where you know you shoot a character in the head, they're going like that character's dead, right? You know? Yeah. Um, well, even uh, I think that you're exactly. I mean, Back to the Future was like that, right? I mean, what you do affects the single time. I mean, it, it affects the broad scale timeline. All what you're yeah, always on exactly, now, and right? all it takes is the writer coming in saying, "Oh no, I went to this world and did this, or I, I made this, or this person well, that, had this." That's what I'm curious about. So if we're not that so I don't know if it's a time travel book yet. We're definitely like dimension crossing, or like dimension. We're like definitely crossing kind of- dimension. So my curiosity comes into like that's why I'm curious about who's the first person to do this. And so like when one of them screws up in one dimension, does that is that a chain reaction in every other dimension? That's what that's what I think where you can build stakes is if we screw it up here, that screw up has a ramification. That, and that's a good point. That's a good point. I need to know the rules. Then we need yeah. to set some more rules. There needs to be there needs to be a few things that are um, solid and that are like here. You know, if like uh, they say, if you die in this world, you die in all the worlds, or something like, like right, rules, right, right, right. Have to be the rule, but I need a couple of like three or five things that are like, oh, he did that. That means this for sure. Yeah. Right. I see what you mean. Yeah. I think that yeah, that, that does make it tough, right? Because you. If you're jumping, if you're jumping from verse to verse, or however you want to, you know, dimension to dimension, you know, you no longer exist in that in that universe. But can you get back to it? Right. Or right? Even or, like, or when you go back to it, is it now changed because of what you've done yeah. elsewhere? Even, so even, is it that time? Does that that time travel timeline? Or you can easily solve problems it, just by like, oh, I, we've written ourselves in this corner. Oh, we hop to the next world. Here's a solution on this world. <laughs> yeah, you know? right, it's right, like right. it's having a never ending well, bag of solutions and problems. That's so. I, that's Remender I, so far has done a really yeah. good job of of weaving enough. Um, um, because this is a fast-paced book. Oh, they well, are very go, fast, go, right. go, go, yeah, go. Right. And he's done enough uh, a job of of weaving enough danger because it's all danger, danger, yeah. danger, danger. To, that I don't have time to breathe and think about all the ramifications of it. Um, but he's going to have to slow things down at some point. He's going to have to let the story breathe a little bit. They're going to have to spend like two issues on one world where they're just kind of reassessing things. Right. When that happens, I wonder if he's going to lay down some of these ground rules for how this time, tra- uh, this dimension hopping works. Well, in a sense, too, though, you have to remember that up until he met his um, his alternate self yeah, yeah, for yeah, the yeah. first yeah. time, um, we're tied. I, I we're tied that, to him living. Well, right, we're tied to him living, but I think also that you're in the journey with him, 
right? I mean, remember that they initially jumped unprepared. Yeah. You know, it was unexpected for them to jump, and then suddenly they jumped, and now they're, they're in themselves are still kind of learning possibly the rules of what, you know, of the effects of their of their actions in alternate yeah. universes maybe. I think that might be something that, yeah. Because um, that might be another thing that the author's just is hitting is where yeah. it's like we don't know because – or you don't know because the characters don't know Now, Remender has said that he's been outlining this since like 2013 – like early on, like 2012, 2013. So he, one of his things was that he says, you know um, – this is a quote from him. Provided you have a solid outlines done well in advance and you know where the stories are going and who the characters are, it really makes it quite simple to make sure that they are all have their own home and their own identity. So I think he knows where he yeah. the story is going, yeah. which is good. Good because Cause good to know because like as a leader I don't want it to be like it wouldn't be fun they went to this world in this issue or wouldn't it be <laughs> yeah. fun they went to, like he has yeah. like what he has a theme he has a message well, it seems to me like every major um, big storyline I guess well, let's say like this or I'm sure every author is like this but it sounds to me like like I think Star Wars was one of those things I think Lord of the Rings was one of those things where I think the authors had. Uh, Game of Thrones is definitely like this right now, still ongoing, where the author has your major key steps yeah. or key plot points that he's going to hit, but possibly he doesn't know how he's going to get there yet. But yeah, he knows yeah. this is, okay, I want to go here, yeah. and then I want to go to here, and then I want to go to here. Yeah. Now how can I make Weave the story it. interesting from from point A to point B? Exactly. And then along yeah, the way, right? Yeah, outline of it, yeah. Yeah. We were just, you just, Travis, you just, I'm going to jump into, we're going to talk about art really yeah, quick. Yeah, we can't, give, uh, give art a little bit uh, before Scalera, we, we wrap Scalera, up today. Uh, uh, and panels. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we were talking about, uh, you just said how, it, like, it's a fast-paced, intense sort of thing. And I was flipping through, and there's a scene where they're running from the robo-Native Americans, right? Yeah. Like the high-tech uh, Native Americans. And that entire scene is super intense. So they're running from them. They hop into a Jeep. They're like flying off in the Germans jeep they're being chased by uh, the the native americans on robot horses and robot wings as well, well yeah right? robot wings they blow the jeep up they get knocked out then they have to run away from them and the one guy the entire time uh, the the military guy what's his name you, you uh, said his name earlier ward, ward yeah. yeah ward the military guy is like we got to go he's like he it's going through his point of view where he's like, I'm not going to let this happen. I'm not going to let these people die. I'm going to protect them. So you get this these chunks of him saying it, and then you just watch as the as they <laughs> get closer and closer. And then finally he has to, like, sacrifice himself. Right? You see yeah, to get them away. Right. That was a great scene. I like that. that Scalero storyboards very well. Yeah. It's, it's almost very cinematic how he storyboards action at least. Yeah, like that whole scene. So it's literally, it's almost half the issue. It's it, one, two, three, four, five, six. It's got to be, it's like uh, 12 pages of stuff, right? It's, it's a bunch of, it's a bunch of meat. It's his moment for sure. Yeah, yeah. right? So it's, it's, it's this giant moment in this book. And Which you give a character you just met, when you don't know anything about the rest yeah. of the characters, you give them this amazing uh, characterization and character arc, and then he dies. Mm -hmm. So before we know anything about all the other imp like, important characters who are going to be with us for a while, right. we spend 12 pages building up this character, and then you're like, oh, gone. gone. See you, Ned Stark. <laughs> yeah, exactly, that's right. And, and I think That's I, a whole book there. I would say that this does a really... I think that that's one of the things I really liked about this was... Um, art standpoint? The art standpoint... Scalera's got a really weird style. It's really stylized. Everybody has a pointy nose. My only beef is that all the ladies look the same. And the Buzz Lightyear astronaut outfits. Yeah, they're a little Buzz Lightyear-ish. I'll give you that. A little? It looks exactly like Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> but on the opening first pages, I was like, oh shit, where's Woody? <laughs> but otherwise, I think like he does a really good job of... You're right. You're right. He does a really good yeah, job of yeah. fleshing out some of what's going on like there's some those those fish people and the giant lizards they're on there's some great like monster character work in here right like oh yeah yeah the, the, yeah he does great job with the mon and the indians were a really cool design yeah that's like a really cool thing you get these kind of cool like design work when they get to like the safe city you get like a bunch of cityscape stuff that we haven't seen before right, um, right. we get some images of stuff and I, I think he does a really good job of like making these 
world's interesting because I'm always worried that like because we're jumping in and out for six issues that we're not going to see. But he does like there's this weird three headed flying bird thing that he's on later on, right? As he's like running, he's running after his doppelganger. And like that's a super rad kind of like monster alien thing. I think the character work that's not people is really good in this. I think Scalera does a really good job of designing cool stuff. Yeah. My only thing is that the ladies look the same. I can tell all the dudes apart. Right. The ladies just look the same. But otherwise, I think... Yeah, I agree. Like, I agree with you on that. And Scalero is, like, he's just off-center enough not to be house-style. Yeah. You know, like, with the, the stylized noses and faces yeah. and almost um, cartoonish uh, move, body movements at sometimes. Yeah. Like, elbows uh, a jango, uh, jangled and skewed and stuff like that. He's just off-center of house that he has a definite style of it. Yeah. Yes, like he's like one Brent, stuff. What did you think? I mean, because uh, uh, we often find that when people are aren't familiar with <clears throat> comics, if the first thing that gets overlooked is the art itself, that's why when you read in single issues, you can read on a, on a toilet if you wanted to in three <laughs> yeah, minutes. Exactly. I got one of these issues, uh, but the idea is that you absorb the art and tr- and try to take in all of it. Uh, wh- what was your experience with the art in this? I, I think that uh, as I don't want to say a first-time, uh, you know, graphic novel reader, but definitely a, a newbie. Um, I feel like it gets skimmed over so fast, and it's almost one of those things that, unless you take the time to really look and see the amount of detail that's put into every cell, you know, and every and you know, it's it is sad because the story and the monologue in this definitely uh, went by so fast. You know what I mean? You have maybe two two bullets of. You know, thought like one of thought and then one of speech, maybe in a cell, and then it moves right on to the next one. But it's easy to follow. I mean, it's obviously easy to follow with the pictures. Right. I thought he did an amazing job. Um, definitely graphic at certain points, like when the um, when the one guy gets scalped, yeah, which was <laughs> intense. You know, right, and, yeah, and you yeah. kind of got that implication that Ward had the same uh, yeah. the same fate as well there at the, at, at that point, at the, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was I was really impressed. There was a few times where I didn't know exactly. Um, I had to kind of go back and and relook at the at the multiple scenes to see exactly what had gone on mm-hmm. to kind of catch back up. But overall, yeah, I was it was it's impressive. To, like I said, to see the amount of detail that's put into every yeah. single picture. And I would say I would say Travis that this is a, the art in this book is one that's you're right it's just a little off of like a normal comic book art to where I think it's really accessible for someone who exactly, doesn't yeah. who doesn't read comic books all the time where they can go oh yeah no I can totally get into at, this at the same time this art is this is this genre is what comic books were made for because the only way to other other ways to tell a story is in a uh, a long novel form where you don't get the visuals where you get to right. describe things or you have to have millions and millions of dollars to make it into a movie here for a limited budget we can create a whole world and create a whole visual and create a whole style like it did for aliens like yeah. they did for avatar but we can do it on the cheap and so this <laughs> this this medium gives storytellers an opportunity to tell these amazing big epics and these sci-fi fantasies like Dune right. that cost yeah. was exorbitant amounts of money and we still can get them because when you're reading this you get totally absorbed in it because yeah. you're, you're you're in this world and you're moving through it and that's I think when in a movie are you really going to put a big tittied fish lady in a movie <laughs> yeah well yeah that's, Dan, that's yeah. dancing on a table and being tortured by you're not going to put that panel. <laughs> <laughs> alright speaking of favorite panels um uh, did, I don't think we told Brent this. Oh, I don't um, oh shoot! Oh, so no. while we're, while we're doing ours, you do yours. We always pick a favorite panel, like a box that you like. That was um, it, it could be for any reason why it just stood out to you and explain it. So go ahead while he's looking that up, Josh. Why don't you go first? Okay, so my favorite panel. I was trying to pick one that I liked, uh, and there's a lot of like every whenever they make a jump or whenever there's like usually at the end of an issue. They do, Scalera does this really good job of like, and here's your twist, or and here's your <laughs> thing that's going to grab you for the next issue. So at the end of issue one, I'm reading issue one, and I was like, you know, I don't really know what's going on. Why is there a big boobied fish lady, right? So I'm, I'm like trying to figure out what's going on, and then they jump. There's a panel. It's the panel where they open. It's a it's a double-page spread, and there's three panels where they're, they go from fish planet to... 
the World War One helmets and then the the Native American robot like alter people. So it's the middle panel and it's this big explosion. There's a spaceship. On one side you see the the like disc helmets and on the other side you see uh, the Native Americans flying with their robotic armor. And I'm like, yup, um, that's it. <laughs> what what's happening in the next issue? Because you turn that the page, panel. you turn the page, and you're like. Oh, uh, that issue's done. Yeah, that, that was, was the last one of that issue. Yeah, okay. that was me right there. I was like, okay, I want to know what's going on. Well, how do they end up in this world? What's going to happen there? Travis, what's yours? Mine is actually, I haven't done this in, in a while. Um, mine is, my panels are based on the uh, dialogue in the panel. Oh. Um, we, the are, we, are in, we are in the, um, um, the gas, gaseous world with monkeys in it. And there's three panels where it's running. And he says... Um, all those years preaching nonviolent solutions, and then we cut to, <laughs> yeah. what a laugh. And he goes, ideology is masturbation, a jerk-off afforded to those few privileged with time on their hands and no wolves at the door. That <laughs> yeah, I thought that was awesome. That is freaking like... That's, uh, that's like the most punk rock yeah, lyric of all time. That is so good. <laughs> ideology is masturbation, a jerk-off afforded to those few privileged with time on their hands and no wolves at the door. <laughs> I, I read it right now. I'm getting like goosebumps, man. That's, that's good, damn good writing. It is. It and is. That's what happens when you spend 40 hours a week on an issue. You get, <laughs> you get, you get gems like that. Good on you, Remender. Uh, Brent, on you. you found one? Um, yeah, I actually, for some reason, I, I, I you know, it, it kind of, there was, I don't know, there was, there was kind of two for me that I really liked. Two little sections. All right. Uh, was, both of them happened actually right after uh, the one that you had brought up uh-huh. with. Um, it was right at the end of the, yours was right at the end of the first issue where you kind of have the three back yeah. to back to back, and then for some reason, I really enjoyed the the like almost the first whole setup of the of the first page of oh, uh, issue yeah, two yeah. The where it's like they were they were all the same I like size, that a lot, yeah, and everyone had you know a quick. You know, one you know one or two liner in there, lighting the cigarette and and you know kind of puffing back and it made that moment very intimate. Right, exactly. And he took really good detail in you know uh, having the lighter light and and just basically that whole scene. He was zoomed into the character. It was not really anything else going on. But then for the other thing for me was when they when you finally got the zoom back of the um, you were more at the Indian tribe. Of the of the mechanical Indians versus yeah. the versus the Germans, and oh, you right, kind of right, have right. to zoom back, and you get this, you know, double paged glance of you know centered around a fire, you know, people being scalped on the one side, the you know the the, the complete variation That's of all the panel. mechanical stuff of of what's going yeah. on with, and then in the background the floating city and and obviously war going on, and yeah, I thought that was that was a pretty cool scene as well. Because there's just so much detail. There's so many people that are actually in the forefront of that. It's not a yeah. you know shot of a of a city from a distance or anything. It's everyone's right in the front, and you can see all the minor details. So that was I thought that I like was that. that one was all really right. So here's cool. my question: what, what did our friends on Twitter say about it? <clears throat> uh, then so I had uh, we talked about the one we had. Uh, Reed Schmid said that. You know, she really liked it. She couldn't read it all at one time. We had another viewer who really, uh, or another viewer, another listener who said that uh, they really enjoyed it, but that it had been a while since they read it, but it's on their list of like, I want to pick up the next volume. Who's that? I think it's, uh, I'm gonna, let me check right now. I think it's Brent, I think Brent Jackson. Oh, uh, Brent Jackson and hey, Brent right. Williams. <laughs> I think Brent Jackson. <laughs> nice said, to meet you, Brent Jackson. Uh, I would, I'd like, I've, it's been on my list. I want to pick up the second one. Um, so people, yeah, if you haven't picked it up, uh, Brent, do you do you go? Do you pick it? You can buy it right now on Amazon. Do you pick up the second trade of this or not? Uh, yeah, I'd be I'd be interested to see to to see where this goes. Right. I think I, you know it, for nine bucks for nine bucks. Yeah, not bad. Josh, do you pick up the second trade? I'm interested to see what happens because you know I I hear blurbs of it on other podcasts I listen to as they talk about it, and so I kind of want to know. Seems to only get better according to critics. Yeah, so I kind of want to know what's going on. I'd like to pick it up. This is one of the ones where I wasn't sure at first when I started reading it, but by the time I got to the end, I'm like, okay, yep, I need to know what happens next. <laughs> I have a lot of trades that I that I want to pick up before this one, but I want this on my list. Like it's not my next read. But I definitely want to see how it goes down the road. The problem is, I'll probably, I'll probably have to reread volume yeah. number one or what's going on. Uh, who would you recommend it to? <laughs> I would recommend it to. Um, it, it's just 
steeped in sci-fi. It's drenched in sci-fi. Uh, it's you. You gotta be okay with time travel or dimension hopping in sci-fi. Otherwise, you're gonna get confused, or you're gonna get frustrated, or you're gonna be upset with the pace <laughs> about this. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, so. I'm going to say thank you, Brent, for being on the show. We hey, appreciate you, it yeah. coming thank on and reading it with us. Spending a little money to read a comic book that you probably haven't done in a while, so we appreciate that. I send it to him. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Travis. Like on that when one. I get guests on, I send them. I make them, <laughs> them buy them. He's a true host. True host. Uh, so, uh, we are Comic Exposure. You can find us on Twitter at Comic Exposure. You can find Travis at TJ Rats. I'm tweeting now, baby. He's starting to tweet. Oh, my God. Uh, I run the... I usually am the one who tweets uh, at Comic Exposure. So my own if, pers- it's an, if it's an angry tweet, that's probably me. <laughs> my own personal Twitter gets pretty uh, pretty avoided these days. But if you want to find us on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash Comic Exposure. You can also find all of our past episodes on our website, ComicExposure.com. Go back and listen to us talk about Southern Bastards. Go back and listen to us talk about Saga. Go back and listen to us talk about uh, Hawkeye. We've got a bunch, of ish, uh, a bunch of stuff coming up. Next episode is probably a variant. Where you and I are going to shoot the crap. Right. And then uh, next comic book, get yourself ready. Batgirl of Burnside. If uh, the relaunch of Batgirl, the new creative team that took over, uh, it's been like Cameron Stewart and Babs Tarr took over uh, Batgirl and it just kind of blew up. It's a whole different Batgirl. Yeah, and changed stuff for DC. So we're going to read that one. Our guest is Kyle Spratt. He's going to come on and talk to us about that. He's a real hipster. So he'll come on the okay. show and talk about hipster Batgirl. He might have some words. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about hipster Batgirl with us. Uh, so uh, thanks Until for then. tuning in. We'll see you next trade.